Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you have joined Calvary Live. I want to say good afternoon, everyone. So glad that you're tuned in to today's program. My name is Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley, and I'm here ready to take your questions and your prayer requests. And of course, this is the program where you get the opportunity to call in and to be able to ask questions, maybe that your Bible reading has brought up. Maybe you heard a teaching uh, that you want uh, some clarity or understanding. Uh, let's go to the Word of God together, because God's Word is truth. Uh, maybe you got some question about Christian living or uh, what our world uh, view should be as Christians about certain things. And so let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's be encouraged. Let's be edified. Let's go to God's Word as we seek out truth, because God's Word is truth, and it's all inspired from Genesis to Revelation. God breathed, as Paul writes to Timothy. Also, this is an opportunity for you who need prayer to call in for prayer requests, and uh, I see it as a privilege for us to be able to do that, to pray for you and with you as we go to the throne of grace. And there's power in prayer, and prayer is so important. You know, the early church, they continued steadfastly in four things, in Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And that was they continued steadfastly in the Word of God, and second of all, in prayer. So prayer was very much an important part of uh, the early church. It's very much an important part of uh, us as believers. We see it all throughout Scriptures, in the Old Testament and the New Testament. So we really have the, the wonderful opportunity to go to the throne of grace in time of need. So call in with your prayer requests, and, and we will all join together and uh, praying for one another, um, and that's what we're to do. That's what we're commanded to do. You heard the number at the opening of the show to call in, and we have all open lines right now, and it's 303-690-3000. I want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners all along the Front Range in Colorado and also up into southern Wyoming. Love to hear from you guys. You guys are listening live today. we got a beautiful Tuesday afternoon. And uh, and um, it's springtime. We're in a new month. We're in the month where we're going to be celebrating the crucifixion, resurrection of Jesus Christ and what he has done for us. And so looking so forward to um, what the Lord has for us in the days ahead. Also want to welcome all the Truth and Hope FM listeners on the East Coast. We welcome you. Uh, what a privilege it is to be a part of your lives, and you have opportunity to call in at that number at 303-690-3000, and would love for you to grab one of those open lines. You are a week delayed, but I know that some of you out on the East Coast, um, you or listening online. Uh, so you online listeners, wherever you're from, we've gotten calls from Florida all the way to Hawaii in the East Coast and the Midwest. Uh, you can call it that number 303-690-3000. And so we'd love to be able to take your questions and prayer requests. As most of you know, there is another means for you to be able to ask questions 
and give your prayer request through a dedicated text line. That number is 720-336-0897. So we'd uh, love for you to be able to text in a question or a prayer request. Sometimes we, um, because the phone lines fill up, uh, that we are uh, given to that. But other times when we uh, have, uh, you know, the phone calls are taken care of and we have all open lines, we'll go to the text line and we'll answer those questions and uh, look at those prayer requests. So be sure to do that. Be safe as you're doing that. And love to be able for you to join the show uh, through calling. And that's really our main thrust. This is your th- show to be able to call in. So grab one of those open lines or to be able to text in a question and a prayer request. So looking forward to that. Matter of fact, why don't we go to Rudy, who's calling from Denver right now? Rudy? Hello. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. It's the need of prayer. Sure. And your prayer request, Rudy? Okay. Well, I just, my wife's been having some difficult times at a new job she started, you know, after long years of education and, you know, her thinking that this child was going to be, you know, what it is. It's not. She's a victim advocate, so she's supposed to be nice and caring, and she works with a bunch of agents and police officers and uh, they're different. They've been, you know, kind of nitpicking at her and she comes home and expresses it. I listen to my wife, you know, sometimes no feedback and just listening, you know, let her vent her, uh, let her vent her, uh, her, uh, you know, her, her, her difficult days. And I started thinking about stuff about these people, you know, that she works with. You know, I go through my day like, you know, I pray to God and ask him, you know, why these people being like this with her? And, you know, I give her advice on what to do, you know, just clear them with kindness and uh, love, you know, love. Let them right. you know, pick at you. Let them do what they're going to do. Let them deal with their day that way. You know, if they have no guilt on how they made you feel, sure. they have to deal with God about that. So that, and then yeah. just, you know, you know, just uh, my son's going, my stepson's going to his father's house. And I just want to pray for his, you know, well-being over there. Everything's always good over there, but I just, you know, he's away from us, and I just pray for his safety and make the right decisions, yeah. pray so, at night. So, you know, Rudy, we'll absolutely pray for you, but you were saying that your wife's a victim advocate, works with law enforcement, and uh, I just want to encourage you because it's not the easiest ministry. Um, I have been a chaplain for the sheriff's office up here in Well County for many years, for 16 years. And uh, with the church growing and getting larger, I don't get to uh, be with them like I did um, in the earlier years. But I actually was a chaplain before they started Victim Advocates. And um, so I did, you know, death um, notifications, things like that. But I also know Victim Advocates as well. We have one in the church, uh, a man here that does it for um, law enforcement here in the Greeley area. He he's incredible man. Um, I, I talk to him quite a bit. Uh, the calls that he goes on, and it is a very difficult ministry. But I want to encourage you know um, your wife's going to need that encouragement. It's not always easy. Sometimes people aren't always you know receptive, and she is dealing with people in their worst worst times, and um, you know, and that's where it makes it difficult. And so as long as she's there, you said a key word is she's there to love them and to listen to them and to serve them. 
And that's one of the things that that, that I've learned. And, and I said, what's going to make the ministry successful to law enforcement or to those that they're dealing with um, is to be there to serve, to be there to listen, and to be there to pray and, um, and minister in that way. And sometimes it goes well and sometimes it doesn't. And to be able to pray for your wife because they see some very, very difficult things. And it reminds us that we need to be praying for our law enforcement as well because every call that they get, just about every call, is a crisis situation. And um, and so they see things day after day um, that are very difficult. And um, they're ones that, uh, working with law enforcement, I so appreciate their their jobs, what they do. It's a ministry. God calls them ministers of God. He says in his word that it's a good work and it's an honorable work. And so, uh, but it's a very difficult work. And they need our support and they need our prayers and they need our patience. And uh, I am so grateful for them. I am so impressed uh, with um, those in law enforcement, their training, um, how they help, and, and that's what they want to do. They want to serve. They want to help. So uh, I think that's a good prayer, Rudy. Just encourage her, you know, and we need Christians uh, in those places of crisis, of critical incidents, um, in those times, but it's not always easy. And then also we're going to pray, uh, you said, for your son who's away. Um, so, Father, I do pray for Rudy, his wife. Um, it's difficult, the ministry she's involved in, but it's so necessary that she would know that the work that she does is a good work, an honorable work to come alongside to minister to those who are in their worst hour, um, that have been victims, that have gone through critical incident, that have gone through loss. Um, And Lord, I pray you give her wisdom, that you give her strength. And during those difficult times, um, Lord, that she would be patient. And so, Father, I lift her up. Give her the strength that she needs. And, Lord, I want to pray for, right now, our victim advocates that are out there, that you would help them to minister to people that um, in their hour of need, and uh, particularly those who are Christians. Uh, for, for Craig, for those that I know, um, that, Lord, that you just be with them. Incredible, incredible ministry that they do. Uh, but a very difficult ministry. Just guide them and direct them. We pray for our law enforcement, that you would guide them, that you would protect them, that you would just, um, Lord, uh, help them to know that um, that they are appreciated and supported uh, by their communities, by um, us, and it's a good and honorable work that they do. And Lord, I do pray for Rudy. I thank you for his call. I pray that you would uh, be with his son, uh, he's a way that you would draw him to yourself, that you would work in his life, and Lord, um, and speak to his heart. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, Amen Rudy. Thank you so much. Thank you for calling. Hey, keep in touch with me, all right? Yeah, we pray for your and wife. I do. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, 303 690 3000. We do have all open lines that I know of. And so give me a call. Maybe you got a prayer request. And, you know, sometimes these prayer requests kind of, they remind us how important it is to be praying for those out in the community, for Christians that are in the workplace. And wherever you are at, that's your ministry. And uh, we all have a, a ministry to do. And it's just not me as a pastor or those who are at full time on staff here at the church. It is all of us are called to ministry 
where God has placed you. And I'm so thankful for those uh, that are, are working with law enforcement, those who help people who are going through difficult times and through loss, and uh, chaplains for law enforcement, chaplains at hospitals, uh, chaplains in other places, um, victim advocates, those you know who particularly are believers that are there to be able to pray and minister to others. So grateful for your ministry. And it is very, very hard, and they need our prayer, and they need our support. So, hey, love to talk with you. Uh, give me a call. We have all open lines at 303 690 3,000 is the number to call. Let me give you that text line again, 720-336-0897, for you to be able to call in and ask questions or give your prayer requests. Let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's go to the Bible together. Uh, let's, um, you know, um, let's, you know, talk about um, the things that are important to you, and let's be encouraged and blessed in every way. So let me know that you're listening. Uh, let me know if you got a question, and I want to read to you. I was going to open up uh, the show, but I wanted to get to Rudy as he called uh, right, uh, right away, and I'd like to get to those callers. Um, but uh, I want to read to you from Luke chapter 19. We are getting close to, as we've entered into April, and it's going to be Holy Week, what the church calls, that starts on Palm Sunday, and that's on the 14th, and then uh, all through the week. Maybe your church has special services, maybe mundane Thursday. Many churches have that uh, going on during the week, Good Friday service. And then, of course, we have Resurrection Weekend coming up. And uh, And I want to encourage you to invite somebody out to those services because people are more open than ever before to go to those services. And uh, we've, you know, put out flyer flyers here that um, have our, our uh, services that we have during that week. And even if you get a flyer and you're not able to hand it out to somebody, maybe you can take a picture of it and, and you can text it to your friends, to family members, to whoever else. So they have it. They know what time uh, encourage them to come because people are more open than ever before to come. And um, and so we want to be able to do that. And I want to read to you, because I want to read to you up until um, that time comes, some things surrounding um, Palm Sunday and uh, Good Friday, of course, is when we look at the account of the crucifixion of Jesus. Then, of course, Resurrection Sunday uh, is um, the Sunday after Good Friday, where we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Maybe you got a question about the resurrection or the crucifixion or, you know, Palm Sunday, uh, any of those kinds of questions. Give me a call. I'd love to talk to you about that. But I want to read to you from Luke chapter 19 that it says that Jesus um, went ahead going up to Jerusalem, and it came to pass as he drew near to Bethpage and Bethany that um, as the mountain called Olivet, that he sent two of his disciples and he said, Go into the village opposite you, where you will enter, you will find a colt tied, on which no one has ever sat, loosen and bring it here. And if anyone asks you why you are loosen it, thus you shall say to him, Because the Lord has need of it. And most of us were familiar with the uh, triumphal entry or um, of Jesus Christ coming into Jerusalem, riding on this, this colt that was loose. But it reminds me, that cult, the one thing that that cult was to do was to lift Jesus up as he came riding into Jerusalem. And if anybody asks, he said to the disciples, say that the Lord has need of it. And I want to remind you that the Lord has need of you. 
and he desires to use you to lift Jesus up, and we can do that at this time of the year, to tell people that Jesus died for their sins and he rose again from the grave, and we have now living hope that comes through Jesus Christ. He is our salvation. So I hope that you do that. I hope that you pray about who you can invite at work, you know, neighbors, old friends, uh, family members, those at school. Just invite all that you can to come out to to Resurrection Sunday, to, to Good Friday service, maybe a mundane Thursday, whatever it may be, uh, to Palm Sunday, so they know that Jesus Christ came for them and died for them. So uh, let's, let's do that. Let's pray about it. Looking forward to here at Calvary Chapel Greeley as we have a Good Friday at noon and then Saturday the 20th, 6 o'clock in the evening for Resurrection Weekend, and then 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock on Resurrection Sunday. So um, just looking forward to celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Well, we do have some open lines, so give me a call, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Giovanni in Comrade City. Giovanni? Hi. Um, I just, How are uh, you? I had a prayer request. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for calling Calvary Live. No problem. I, I just had a prayer request. Um, I just, uh, my grandmother, she seemed, uh, she seemed very out of energy um, this past Sunday at church. Uh, she was diagnosed with uh, stage four lung cancer um, recently, and uh, it's been pretty hard on all of us. Um, you know, it's just kind of uh, yeah. rough because, um, you know, we've, we hardly got to, you know, spend as much time with her. You know, I've, I've gone maybe... I'm, I'm about I'm about to be 21 years old now, and uh, I have to be honest. I think it's only I've, last time I actually ever, you know, um, had a, a day completely to myself with her was uh, maybe when I was 12, 13. Yeah. You know, so it's just it's hard because yeah. you know yeah. it has to come down to this, you know, just for just for um, me and my family, you know, to actually appreciate and cherish you know the people around us and you know there was a time where you know she was she just seemed like you know she was as healthy as a horse and now you know this happens and i don't you know blame i don't blame anybody else you know but the enemy but i just i thank god that you know it's it's you know she's back home with us and you know where we can all support her and everything but i just feel like you know, she could use a little more prayer, and I pray you know, for her every day. Yeah, and you know, Giovanni, um, it, it you, what you're feeling and what you're experiencing is what a lot of us do, um, and it does remind us that life is very fragile. Um, when we're with those family members, those that we love, and everything's good, and we get busy with life, and we get busy with you know everything else, and you said you're almost 21, you know, especially when you're young. You, you are experiencing life. You're, you're experiencing being on your own or, you know, trying to figure things out in life. And, and sometimes we look back, particularly if somebody gets sick, and, um, and one of the things that Giovanni that happens is we begin to think, I wish I would have spent more time. But you do have the opportunity to be able to do that and spend some time with her and to be able to bless her 
and that time will be very, very precious to you. And um, you have the the opportunity to just be able to do that with you and your family. We're going to pray for her. And um, But, you know, to have a very special relationship with your grandmother is a blessing from the Lord. And um, it's just a reminder to all of us out there that we would never want to take those relationships for granted or, um, you know, those things are very valuable. And I don't think we do. We never do intentionally. But um, Giovanni, we're going to pray for her. And I'm going to pray for your time with her is going to be rich and a blessing and encouraging to you. So, Father, I pray for Giovanni. I just pray that you would bless him, that, Lord, um, as he calls, he loves his grandmother. I know he does because he took the time to call to have prayer for her. And as she is dealing with um, stage 4 cancer, um, that, Lord, that you would be with her. And, Lord, we pray for healing. We pray for strength. But, Lord, we also know that she belongs to you. As I hear that here she is still going to church, and even though it may be difficult, I know that she belongs to you, and you hold every breath that she takes in your hand. But we commit her to you. And I pray for her grandson and the rest of the family that the time that they have left with her would be very valuable, very precious, and they would be thankful. We're so thankful that we have a living hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we know that precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. But for us, it's very hard to see our bodies fail, people that we love as they get sick, but to understand that it's not a dead hope, but it is a living hope. So I pray you be with Giovanni, be with him, Minister to him, bless him, his time that he has with his grandmother. Make it rich in the rest of the family. And I just pray that they would see you showing yourself strong on their behalf, on his grandmother's behalf, and the time together that they have. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you God so much. You. I very much appreciate it. I know I, she recently just started going to church, and, you know, she's seen, you know, the, the miracles of, of the Lord, and, you know, we all have, and... Um, you know, it's just, yeah. it's something so amazing and so, so blissful that, you know, we just, that feeling yeah. that we all get, you know, in, in church and, you know, sometimes we feel the Holy Spirit so much that we don't even recognize that, you know, we sing along to, you know, the band and, mm-hmm. and the music and it's just, it's, it's a wonderful feeling and it gives me, you know, just a wonderful feeling throughout the rest of the day and I just, yeah. I hope and pray that everybody in the world could, you know, feel that same feeling. Yeah. And, you know, Giovanni, one of the things that is very precious, you know, when my dad um, had dementia and he was slipping and he didn't talk and, you know, I I know exactly kind of that precious time uh, because, you know, we get busy in life and raising a family and all that. But one of the precious times for us and even with, uh, you know, it's almost one year to the day that my father-in-law, my wife's uh, father, passed away. And we didn't always get to spend time with him because he lived down in Colorado Springs. We made many trips down there. But to be able to read Scripture to her, you know, read Scripture to her, pray with her, that's what's going to give her peace and you peace. And you will find that that time is so rich and so wonderful and to be able to just listen to her. And um, you're going to see that God's going to bless it. But give her Jesus. 
give her the peace of Jesus that, you know, hey, Grandma, the Lord loves you, and uh, he's with you, and you're going to see it becomes something that will be a tremendous blessing for all of you as you do that. So just keep doing that, and um, I appreciate your call. No problem. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah, okay. God bless you. God bless you. 303-690-3000. We have all open lines, so give me a call. And um love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. And so love to pray with you as well. We've gotten a couple prayer requests. Let me give you that text line, 720-336-0897. We've been talking about in the first half of the show you know, as Christians, we do have that living hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And may that be the message that we proclaim to others, and especially in this, uh, as we head into uh, Resurrection Weekend and Good Friday, that um, we got the greatest news to proclaim uh, to anyone and how the world desperately needs that hope. The only hope that there is is through Jesus Christ and uh, his death and burial and resurrection. That's the gospel message. Paul wrote that in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, that Jesus died for our sins, was buried. Uh, he died a physical death. He was buried physically, and he rose again physically. And he proved that he's the Son of God um, that sits at the right hand of the Father, and that he is truly Lord and Savior, and that no one else did that. That's what makes Christianity so unique is that there is an empty tomb in Jerusalem. The body's not there. And every other religious leader, they didn't die for our sins. Um, any other religious leader, they didn't conquer you know, death. Um, they didn't rise from the grave. They're all still in the tomb. A Confucius, Buddha, a Muhammad, whoever it might be, only Jesus Christ rose from the grave. And so I pray that even as Paul would echo and write it to the believers at Rome, that I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation for all who believe. And so may we give that, because every one of us needs the gospel. Our sins have separated us from God, and Jesus came and died for our sins. And I guess what I hope for us, and my prayer for us, is that that would never lose its impact on us, that it would never lose its importance. And every day that we would be thankful for the cross and that we belong to him and that we do have that, that living hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So I'd love to be able to do that. Hey, I'm going to go to the text line while we're waiting for calls to come in. We're getting close to break. So I might answer this question. How's the date of Easter determined is what is asked. And I'm going to try to remember this. Um, Easter is determined. We know that the first day of spring officially comes in on the 20th or 21st of March. So um, the first Sunday after the first full moon of spring, after the, the spring solstice, that's when the date of Easter is determined. And that was has been in practice since, I think, believe about 325 A.D., since the Council of Nicaea. Uh, determined that. There are some circles of Christianity that will line it up with Passover, uh, the 10th of Nisan, the Old Testament book of Exodus, um, that they uh, will then uh, look at uh, the um, crucifixion on the 14th, and then uh, that Sunday will be the um, 
the resurrection day. So there are some circles that do that, and there's some other Orthodox uh, groups that that determine it a different way as well. So, uh, but Easter comes, and it's late this year because what's interesting is that supermoon came, that full moon came about four o'clock in the morning uh, before spring officially came in at four o'clock in the afternoon. So we have to wait for another cycle, the full moon, and then the first Sunday following, which is on the 21st of April. Hey, we have open lines, so give me a call, 303-690-3000, and let's uh, talk about the things of the Lord. We'll be right back on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hi, this is Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you taking your questions and your prayer requests. So give me a call at 303-690-3000. We have some open lines so grab one of those open lines. We've got plenty of time in the show uh, to get to your call. So I'd love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. Let me tell you about the second way that you can ask a question or a prayer request, and that is the text line, 720-336-0897. I'll repeat those numbers throughout the show, uh, but l- invite you to give me a call uh, here and uh, let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's go to the Word of God together. I want to remind you once again at, at Calvary Chapel Greeley for this week that uh, we are going to um, tomorrow be continuing in our study in the book of Revelation. And we are starting the third part of the book of Revelation as the uh, outline is given to us in chapter 1, verse 19. Uh, write the things uh, which you have seen. That's chapter 1. Write the things that are chapters 2 and 3, the church age and then write the things that will take place after this. <clears throat> so that's what we're going to begin in chapter 4. And so we're going to look at that heavenly scene. So we invite you out to come out at 7 o'clock. we got a place for all the kids from nursery, children's ministry. I think we got one of the most dynamic children's ministry uh, around. And I'm not saying that to brag, but we got people that really care for your kids. They work hard in ministering to them Wednesday, Sunday morning, so bring them. They're going to be blessed. And then also uh, we have youth groups that meet. So 7 o'clock, check us out on our website or location at calvarychapelgreeley.com. Would love to see you come out and meet you in our study of the book of Revelation. There's a special blessing for those who hear these words of the book of Revelation, who uh, read these words, and those who keep these words in this book. So it's wonderful. Hey, let's go to our phone lines, 303-690-3000. We do have an open line, but let's go to Ricky in Maryland. Ricky? Hello, hello, Pastor. How you doing? How are you? Good. How are you, Ricky? I'm fine. I'm good. Good. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Yeah. Excuse me my accent. You know, but I'm, I'm okay. blessed right now. Great. And let me tell you what happened. Basically, I'm on a business trip. I'm from New Jersey, uh-huh. passing by Maryland. And I'm listening to the radio this morning, and uh, I heard the pastor talking about the will of God, 
how God works in our lives, even in the adversity of our lives. And he was mentioning something about how he was going to a trip to Jerusalem with the church. And when he was going, you know, from city to city, he was supposed to take a flight, and the flight was canceled. And at that point, he was like, oh, my God, so what what are we going to do? So he prayed, and eventually he had to take another route. But in that route, by the border, he met this lady. Um, she was a soldier, you know, uh, from Israel at the border. And um, she was asking questions to them, you know, who they were, what were they, you know, what they were doing in, in Israel. And he said, well, we're going there because, you know, I'm a pastor. And she was like, aren't you scared to go there? And he said to her, why? I'm going to be scared when I'm a child of God. And she started to ask questions like, you know, so what you guys believe? And he spoke to her about the Messiah, and she was intrigued about the New Testament, that she wanted to to read it. So that was the opportunity for him to share the gospel. So uh-huh. that, when I heard that this morning, I got that in my mind, you know, like, oh, my God, so how many times things that we see as a... Uh, as a nostalgical, it's an opportunity for us to encounter yes. somebody in our lives to share the gospel. And that happened to me today because I'm supposed to be here one day, and that's not the case. I gotta be here two days. So uh-huh. <laughs> I'm coming out of this restaurant, and then I'm going to my car, and I see a bunch of kids, and the police, something happened, you know, like somebody tried to break in in a business. So when I pass by, you know, I just look at him. But I further down, there was a kid, two guys, and this little kid, and the kid is shivering, and he's panicking, and he's talking over the phone with the father, like, like, father, I'm really scared. Somebody tried to, you know, to break in the business, and I'm really panicking. I'm terrified right now. So when I'm passing by, I saw him, and I say, listen, can I pray for you guys? So I started to pray for them, and, I, you know, I asked Jesus, to touch his life, and I asked him, could you tell me your name? And his name was Israel. So mm-hmm. when I heard that name, I was in chapter a minute. I'm like, wow. Now I can see what the pastor was saying in the morning. Like uh, there was um, mm-hmm. a, a, a signal for me to let me know God that he's working behind the scenes, yeah. that he's there yeah. for us all the time. Yeah. So that's, that's amazing. It is amazing, Ricky. Yeah. And, you know, the thing, Ricky, is I really believe that is we're sensitive and God prepared your heart for this encounter, right? This divine appointment. And the Lord wants to do that so often in our lives. And he he guides us and he directs us and, and he has divine appointments for us. And we just need to be sensitive to that leading. And he prepared your heart by what you heard in the morning. Then you go and you see um, a kid that's shivering. Uh, you share Jesus with him. His name is Israel, which means governed by God. But it just it confirmed that the Lord was leading you in that. And I think that the Lord wants to work in that way in our lives oftentimes. And we want to wake up every day, Lord, any divine appointments that you have, I want to be sensitive to that. And sometimes, Ricky, that really kind of put on my heart um, that impressed on me is you took the time. You took the time to talk to this kid. 
you took the time to notice him. And I think that sometimes we need to pray, Lord, open my spiritual eyes, because there are people that are out there. You, you know, sometimes even at church, you can see somebody come in that maybe you know, that you can tell by their countenance that they're not doing well. And we can say, you know, what's going on, brother? Or we run into somebody at the store. I've run into people at the grocery store. I'm in a hurry. You know, I, I need to get dinner home or, you know, uh, whatever the case may be. I've had a long day, but I've stopped with people that say, Pastor Jeff, I haven't seen you for a while. And just to take some time and talk with them and encourage them and to pray with them. Uh, somebody maybe perhaps I hadn't seen for a while. And God really wants us to be flexible and to, you know, you know, be sensitive to those divine appointments that he has to be led in that way. So I really appreciate your testimony, Ricky, and I appreciate you calling in and sharing that. And um, keep doing it. Keep being sensitive to the leading of the Lord. All right, brother? Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. Appreciate it. 303-690-3000. When somebody hangs up, there's an open line. But let's go to Daniel in Denver. Daniel? Uh, it's actually Samuel, but yes. Samuel? Yes. Oh, okay, Samuel. Daniel's You're not a bad name either, though. <laughs> Both were used of the Lord in a mighty, mighty way. Yeah. Uh, the question I had was, uh, in my reading, something that kind of stood out to me recently is that uh, in Genesis, how the Lord had planted Garden in Eden, but it was on the east of Eden. I was just kind of curious what your thoughts were about how what the size of Eden actually was. I have no I idea. <laughs> you know, we don't know how big it was. Here's the thing that you got to remember, Samuel, as well, is that things were different back then, uh, before the flood. Uh, we have the rivers that are listed there, the boundaries, right? Um, there's four rivers. One of those rivers um, mentioned is the Euphrates. I think the other three, we don't really know where they were, but... Um, so you have this garden. It's like paradise. It's beautiful. I would imagine it's pretty good size. Um, you know, it's not like a botanical garden like in Denver. This is huge, east of Eden. Um, and then the earth was a whole lot different back then as well. Were the continents all together? Um, it is believed that it was a tropical climate all around the earth because there was a firmament that Genesis tells us that was around the atmosphere, which was a, a, a water vapor uh, canopy. And when the flood happened, that all came down, that all condensed and came down as rain. Um, and then the waters came from underneath, perhaps pushed the continents apart, where you have um, the continents that, you know, and the oceans that were formed, all these things. We're not quite sure, but those are, you know, things that perhaps scientists um, think that is a possibility that very much happened. We know from the fossil records that it gives evidence that there was a, a, a tropical climate all around the earth because they found uh, fossils of, of tropical plants in the Antarctic. Uh, in the Arctic, of course, that mammoth that was you know found up there, and it had vegetation in its mouth. So that they found that was quick frozen, that mammoth, something happened very, very quickly. So perhaps the earth rotated on its axis. There was great geologic upheaval. Um, there was 
you know, the the crust of the earth split open, uh, the waters came up from from above, you know, all kinds of things took place. So things were different back in Eden, but it must have been wonderful. It must have been glorious, and um, and we don't know exactly how big it was. Well, and it's a neat thing because I didn't really notice that before, and I think maybe I don't know how many other people have that as well. But I had the thought that you know Eden was a garden, but reading that thing that's standing out that it was planted in the east of Eden makes it seem yeah. like it was even bigger than what I thought yeah. before. Yeah, and again, we we don't know how know exactly what it is. Here's the interesting thing, Daniel. Just kind of a little side note, and because um, Eden was that that garden, and um, of course they were driven out of Eden, right? So we don't know exactly, um, you know, again the dimensions of Eden where exactly it was. Things you know changed after the flood, the geologic uh, upheaval that happened, and the earth and uh, you know, rotating on its axis, the the atmosphere. Now we have seasons, but what is interesting is this, uh, uh, Samuel, is that in the millennium reign, we know that there's going to be a restoring of the land. The desert's going to bloom. Um, all these things are going to take place. Also, in the tribulation period, there's going to be mountains that are going to be removed out of its place. Islands that are going to be removed, and I just wonder. I just wonder if the earth isn't going to rotate on its axis again and kind of rotate back to where it kind of was before the flood to where we have more of a a tropical climate all around the earth. That's just speculation. Don't make, you know, theology out of this. No, and the question about Eden, it's just one of those those interesting things where you don't want to base your theology, but it's one of those things you just... Yeah. You you want to ask other believers about, like, you know, this is kind of interesting. It is interesting, and I'll tell you why. Because Samuel, you and I, we believe in a Genesis account, and we believe what the Bible says. So that's what makes it so fascinating. And when you look at the beginning, you wonder what's it going to be like at the end. When all of a sudden, as Isaiah talks about, because we just studied Isaiah, that talks about the desert's going to bloom, and and in the millennium reign, the Dead Sea. And I've been to the Dead Sea several times. It's going to be teeming with fish. So there's going to be this, you know, renewal that's going to take place and it's going to be wonderful. But yeah, it's it's wonderful to think about it and because we believe God's word, right? Yeah. We believe God's word. So unfortunately, there's some that believe that the Garden of Eden was nothing but a myth. But we know that the Garden of Eden is real. So cuz the Bible tells us that. Hey, thanks for your call, Samuel. Appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks God for God bless answer. you. Yeah, you bet. Keep in touch with us, all right? I will. Thanks. All right, you bet. We have some open lines, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. I'd love for you to call. we still got time. We're going to go to Katie and Greeley. Hi, Katie. Katie, are you there? Katie? Katie, you didn't drop, did you? All right, Katie. If you got a chance, she was wanting to uh, talk about the movie Unplanned. Um, she thinks it's important uh, for young people to to see it, even though it's rated R. I've heard about the movie, um, uh, and so 
Um, I think that you need to um, review it. it. I hear it's a good movie, um, but you know some kids are sensitive to this subject, uh, the topic of abortion and all of that. We as believers, of course, we believe in the sanctity of life, and so this is a good movie for um, you know to to minister to people to get the truth out. Um, so um, take a take a look at it. I know it's playing here in Greeley not long ago because we actually were given a couple tickets and we weren't able to go. So um, take a look at it, pray about it. Uh, whether um, you know those who are younger would be. Uh, something that they would handle or be able to be appropriate for them. But we do want to teach our kids um, about the sanctity of life, um, that every life is precious. Of course it is, and that's what the Bible teaches. Hey, let's go to uh, Elizabeth in Clemington, New Jersey. Elizabeth? Elizabeth? How are you? You're on Calvary Live. How are you today? Hi. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for calling. My question was, what can I do, or what would you suggest, some ideas on how to integrate our churches? Um, We tend to navigate toward what's familiar to us, and I really would like our Christian churches to look more like I believe heaven will look when we get there. Yeah, and it's interesting because... Um, we're going to be looking at that in the book of Revelation. And so what is heaven going to look like in that heavenly scene? I'm going to read it to you, that those who are before the throne, um, and I'll read it to you for the sake of our, our listeners, that when they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll to open its seals, this, this whole thing playing out where um, the, um, the Lamb uh, takes, speaking of Jesus takes the scroll out of the hand of the Father, and it says, You're worthy to take the scroll to open its seals. You were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe, tongue, people, and nations. That's the church, isn't it? Because um, it's not the church of—it's not speaking of angels. It's the church. He has redeemed every tribe, tongue, people, and nations, and made us a king and priest to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. So it's wonderful that the gospel is for every generation, for you know every nation, every peoples, every tongues, and that's what makes us one. And you know we will go to church uh, where we feel fed, you know, and where we belong. But one of the things that Christians need to keep in mind is is that we're all one body, and um, you know we we um, and it's wonderful to think that I've been to. Sudan in in Africa, South Sudan, when and, and with the chaplains and with the the uh, Christians there, I've been to the Middle East. I've been to the Far East. It's such a privilege to be with Christians fr- from all over the world, and even here in Greeley, we have so many different people in our church, different backgrounds, different experiences, um, different ethnic groups, different ages. It's wonderful to see, and we got one thing in common, and that is we love Jesus, yeah, and we proclaim nice. the gospel. So, you know, I think here's a real key, Elizabeth, that I've always said. Jesus said in John's gospel, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. So keep lifting up Jesus, and it's for, again, every generation, 
every nation, every tongues, every people, lifting Jesus up, Jesus Christ and him crucified, and it will begin to draw all men, all women um, into the church And because everybody needs that message. And God made us to where we are to worship him, he, a desire to worship him. So that's the key. If I be lifted up, lifting up Jesus, I'll draw all men to myself. It's a message for every generation and every ethnic group, um, the gospel message, and, and it's wonderful. Amen? Amen. 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 Thank so you. does that help? Yes, it does. Yeah. Yes, it does. It and really does. <laughs> it does. It's so wonderful. Thank you so much so, for taking my call. You bet, Elizabeth. Keep in touch, all right? All right. Thank you. You know, Elizabeth, you know, I'm like anybody else. I, I like to stay in my comfort zone at times. But, you know, the Lord wants us to get out of our comfort zones. And he wants us to to reach out to others, whoever it might be. And, you know, it's maybe that person at work or that neighbor or that person at school or the guy that you work alongside of, you know, out in the fields, whatever it may be. And um, And so he wants us to really be, we've already talked about this. I was talking with Ricky out there in New Jersey. Um, just the divine appointment that he had with this boy and didn't know him, you know, um, giving the gospel to him, and that's what we want to do. You know, just, hey, because yeah. the Lord, he died for every single one of us, and we all need to hear the gospel. Yes, yes. Hey, amen. Thank you so much. You bet, Elizabeth. God bless you. God bless you, too. All right, we still got time. Maybe you've been wanting to ask the questions. Get on the phone, 303-690-3000, before the show ends, and I'll be able to answer those questions. And so we do have all open lines right now. Um, I'll go ahead and go to the text uh, line because there was a few things there that caught my attention. And so while we got time, we're going to do that. Um, here's somebody that... Uh, text in from Eagle, Colorado. Most of you in Colorado know where that is. Kenny, thanks for texting in. Uh, Eagle is on I-70 just west of Vail, and uh, so there's um, Eagle that's there uh, before you get into um, Glenwood Springs, the canyon there. And so I wanted to know if there's a parallel in the prophecy written in Hosea to Jesus' return, and if two days is literal— or it could be as in Second Peter, where a day in the Lord is a thousand years, or a thousand years a day. Um, there are some that that uh, have uh, mentioned that uh, the Book of Hosea, and I'll try to find a reference in Hosea, but it speaks about two days and then the third day, and then could it be two thousand years, and then uh, comes the millennium reign, because Peter says to the Lord, a day is about a thousand years, and a thousand years is but a day. There have been those who have mentioned that, uh, but, you know, we don't know for sure. One of the things that we can know for sure, um, because we um, don't know the day or the hour of the return of the Lord. So uh, sometimes where people get themselves in trouble is try to come up with a formula. It's the same way with the six and one, you know, that uh, 4,000 years in the Old Testament, 2,000 in the New Testament— you know, six days of creation, and then the seventh day was a day of rest. 
And so when the year 2000 came along, there was a lot of people anticipating that's when the Lord was going to come back because it would start the millennium reign, the time of rest. So uh, even though it's interesting, we want to make sure that we don't um, you know, get into formulas and things like that. So it's interesting to look at um, is all. Um, hey, let's go to um, David in Greeley. David, are you with us? Yes. Hi, David. How, how are you? Yeah, fine. Good. So I was listening to your last conversation, and one of the things that we're looking forward to heaven and getting out of this earth here, but I, I was just commenting on one thing that we will not have up in heaven is denominationalism. Yeah, that's for sure. We will be ridded yeah. of that awful plague. Yeah. Well, it's like it, we're, it, we try to get together on this side, but it, it's just not going to happen. You know, and and here's the thing, you know, you know, it bothered Paul when he was addressing the Corinthian church. Remember, there was division that was there. Um, and Corinth had a lot of problems. And when Paul writes that first letter to them, it's a corrective letter. Um, and the very first thing that he, um, you know, uh, talks about is their division. He said, some say that you're of Apollo, some say of Cephas, some say of Paul. Some The real spiritual ones said that we're of the Lord, but it bothered Paul because it brought carnality and division, and it was a problem. So he addresses that. Well, that's kind of the same way with, um, you know, denominations, that it, it can bring separation. I understand that there are those who, who belong to a church. They have a certain way that they worship. They have um, certain... Um, you know, different things in their worship service, um, different things that they believe that may be a little bit different. We're not all the same. So you have diversity in the body of Christ. The problem is, is when it brings division. And when we do go to heaven, we're all going to be standing there because there's one thing that brings us together, and that is Jesus. He, there's really only one body, right? There's only one church, and those are believers in Jesus Christ. And as I read, as we'll be singing that new song in uh, heaven in chapter 5 of Revelation, that you were slain, you have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. So uh, it is going to be a wonderful time. No more division, uh, none of that that we're going to be dealing with at all. And so um, it's going to be wonderful. So We try hey, to take care of it here by ecumenical. Yeah means, and that really makes things worse. Yeah, you know, the the problem can be is, um, you, you know, because there's, there's if we try to bring us all together, here's the reality. We are one body, but when we try to come together, when there's compromise and a dismissing of truth and the essentials of, you know, Christian faith, uh, faith and beliefs, that is, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, the virgin birth, that's where it becomes a problem. And um, so, you know, um, the the sake of coming together to compromise truth is not a good thing. And um, it is all it is to be based on truth. We may have some different... Division can come over certain things that shouldn't bring division. Um, but there are the essentials of the faith, 
um, that we need to hold to and stand to. And um, so that's what we see. Okay? David? Yes. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate you calling. So Thank you. Yeah. So... Hey, hey we, God bless you. you bet. You have a good day, too. Hey, we're All coming right. to the end of the, sh- end of the show. Um, and I don't know if, Scott, I know that you're holding. Um, but, Scott, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Scott, I got 60 seconds. So Okay, just real quick, then. Uh, I, on the passage where it talks about where uh, most people relate to the rapture, about the dead in Christ rising first, and then we're called up to meet them in the air, I'm just trying to yes. get your take on what you think that that kind of means. Like, where where were they before that event? Um, Good question. And I'm going to answer real quick, because we're going to hear the music here in just a minute. When... When we die, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. So, Scott, read Second Corinthians chapter 5. He's talking about the resurrection, how we're going to get new bodies. But when our bodies die, when we take our last breath, our spirit goes on to be with Jesus. But our bodies, you know, gets put into the ground, right? Uh, that's why we have graveyards. But at the time of the rapture, those bodies will be resurrected to have new heavenly bodies, and then we are going to follow along, and it's all going to happen in the twinkling of an eye. So good question. Take a look at it, Second Corinthians 5. Uh, that goes along with First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 and 17. Hey, God bless you. Good questions. Thanks, everybody, for being a part of the show. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.